0: Sports Beat on the Bay.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Sports Beat for January twenty fourth, two thousand and twenty two. With Dan Caswell and
0: Grant's here as well.
1: We are percy Percyless today. Grant. Uh oh,
0: uh oh. Yeah, is he uh, okay?
1: Everything's, uh, well, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's great. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you just uh, you know, uh, life and work uh, kind of creeps into things, and absolutely, it affects the you know our fun of uh, doing the show together. <laughs>
0: anyways how are you i'm doing okay had a nice weekend got out did a little bit of uh snowshoeing a little bit of relaxing uh some good food and you no got plates. some great
1: trails around your house
0: i do yeah. uh, yes we definitely enjoy getting out and the dog loves it as well now yeah. lenny lenny
1: yeah right on yeah we, i was uh uh get some renos organized and night like i told you it was like it's literally like moving like you're packing yeah you stuff, gotta move everything to around get, and get yeah. everything moved out but then yesterday We've uh, neglected our little outdoor rank, our ODR. Uh oh. And so, what happened was, earlier in the year, there wasn't enough ice, but we had uh, a dump of snow, and so it got all slushy. Mm-hmm. So, we had to kind of leave it. And then, with all the snow we got in the last week, I haven't had a chance to clear it off. And then the snowblower wouldn't start. It was just a debacle. Anyways, we got, I got it all cleared off yesterday. I thought
0: Adam would have been out there with a shovel. He should have been. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, that, here, there's a fun fact for you uh, rink guys out there. If you can snowblow your rink if it's on a lake rather than shoveling, it is much better because what happens is the weight of the snow banks pushes the ice down. Oh, and then it okay. gets all slushy. Okay, so that's why you push for a snowblower, right? You gotta makes sense. You
0: gotta, <laughs> there you go, a little, um, uh, little ice rink tip with Dan. I like it. There that. you
1: go. And uh, anyways, uh, you know, cleared it all off yesterday. Took uh, several hours, mm-hmm. and I'm sore today. Yeah, like, very sore.
0: Well, we'll uh, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> it'll work its way out, my friend. All right. going
1: okay, so was say tons there. of and so tons of NFL news. Mm-hmm. I'll do a rundown with all the games this weekend. Excellent. Uh, we'll start off with the first Saturday game with the Cincy and the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee being the number one seed going into that game, mm-hmm. and I, the number one seed in the AFC. Um, like, you can call it an upset, and. But maybe these Cincinnati Bengals, these young, young Cincinnati Bengals, are that good. Uh, they have a, you know, you have Joe Burrow, who is in his second year. You have Ja Chase, his favorite target, mm-hmm. rookie, their kicker, rookie. And I mean, they, he just doesn't miss. And so it was uh, quite the game. Very low scare, uh, scoring game uh, since he won 1916. Uh, and it's it's a feel good story for the Cincinnati Bengals because their uh, first AFC Championship game in 33 years. Wow! And so with with that, you know they're one a win away from going back to the Super Bowl. Um, you know some of the uh, some of the things. So you have uh, a couple of things like rookie Evan McPherson, who is the kicker. I told you he won the game with a 52 yard field goal,
0: which is pretty impressive.
1: Like 52 yards. Yeah. Pretty impressive to begin with. Mm-hmm. Let alone he's a rookie. It's on the biggest stage that he's been on. And it just keeps on they just keep finding a way to win. And Excellent. Joe Burrow, he, he's a true champion. He's a true winner. And I just I love watching him play football because he did he had nine sacks. You'd think like, he got beat up yesterday. So you think he had sacked nine times. It's really going to affect you mentally. Yeah. And he just kept on pushing forward, kept on pushing his team down the field, setting them up for the win. Um, and, you know, he had 348 uh, throwing yards. Josh Chase had 109 receiving yards. Uh, it's really good. But Tennessee, they got some issues that they have to deal with here. Like, we can talk all the good about uh, Cincinnati, but Tennessee, you have a team that has not won at home, has not won a home playoff game in a while. Yeah, and they're the number one seed going in. They're the team that should have won. Uh, and Tannehill, he was having troubles, but he certainly wasn't sacked nine times.
0: Right, right. I mean, this
1: is like this is the first game in I think forty years where the the quarterback has been sacked that many times and actually won the game. So it's uh, certainly uh, very impressive. I I don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it on Friday. Uh, but the game of Cincinnati and Kansas City, which will be next weekend's game, which is the AFC Championship. I don't know what to expect. I want to say that you know just watching Kansas City play yesterday against the Bills. I mean, it, it's already being coined as the best playoff game I'm
0: seeing it all over social media I didn't I'll be honest with you, I didn't I didn't watch it I'm not a huge football follower but yeah a lot of people are saying on uh, you know on social media it was one of the best football games ever if not the best so
1: well you just had you know two guys like both Mahomes and Allen and unfortunately one of the teams had to lose
0: right that's the reality
1: but <laughs> you had two guys that literally put it all on the line to win Mm-hmm. Like that's the most impressive part. Like, like obviously, I wanted the Bills to win. I thought it was their time to win, mm-hmm. and Mahomes is like, no, 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 our time. Nope, this is, it's still our time. This is his uh, fourth trip to the AFC Conference wow. uh, Championship in a row. Uh, another fun fact for uh, Kansas City is prior to Patrick Mahomes coming to uh, the team, mm-hmm. uh, they had had eight. Playoff uh, victories okay. at home. They now have eight playoff victories at home under him, so he's doubled it since he's been there.
0: That's pretty impressive.
1: Uh, but yeah, that game, it is. It was a fantastic game. I got to watch uh, the majority of it. It was uh, like fantastic. Jake Allen is just one of these guys that is just going to be. He's, he's big. He's mobile. He's tough. Mm-hmm. He's got a cannon for an arm, and he's a winner. And he like he did everything in his possibility to win. The one thing I my takeaway is in the last three minutes, both sides the defense stunk. Really? Terrible D. Yeah, yeah. Like terrible, terrible D. It was awful. Like they had. Uh, like, but, I mean, that's what made it so exciting, right? Right. Like, once the ball was in Jake Allen's hand, he'd go down and score. Once the ball was in Mahone's hand, he'd go down and score. And so, I mean, like uh, Allen had 329 yards throwing, four TD passes. Mahone's had 378 yards throwing, three TD passes. Uh, I mean, the storyline was when uh, Bills went ahead, uh, with 13 seconds left, right. so they the balls and, and they had 13 seconds left, Casey, to come down and score, and in 13 seconds, march down the field to set up for a 48-yard uh, field goal. I
0: gotta ask you something, Dan, because you know more about this. We're getting some texts coming in that people are not happy with the way they decide overtime, apparently in the NFL, and they feel that that needs to be revisited. I'm not sure what. The...
1: Well, I would hazard to guess that. Bills fans are not. Everyone's talking about it because okay, it was right. that awesome of a game, right. and you are left as a fan wanting more, like wanting Jake Allen to have that opportunity to tie it up. So, okay. so you probably don't know, but in overtime, what happens is the first team. So you you have a coin flip, right? And the winners of the coin flip, they get the ball first, or or they. They, you know, obviously they they want the boy, ball first, right? And they have an opportunity to get a touchdown. If they get a field goal, then the other team has an opportunity to get a field goal or a touchdown. But that team that that wins the coin flip, if they get a touchdown, game over.
0: Okay, I so see. So
1: now right. you do not have a chance, like like Jake Allen and the Buffalo Bills did not have a chance after. Casey marched the marched down the field and Kelsey uh, grabbed the uh, touchdown pass.
0: Do you personally feel that it's unfair? Do you feel that it needs to be revisited or is this just the way it is in the NFL? It is just the way they've done it and the way it's going to be done.
1: Ah, uh, you know, after last night's game, you you think okay, there's changes about to come okay. because of just what happened. But overtime is sudden death. Right. It is sudden death. Okay, and, fair enough. But it's sudden death in a lot of sports where You have changes of possession. Fair enough. Right? You don't have that change of possession in that opportunity. And that's, I mean, had the defense for Buffalo Bills stepped up and proven to be the number one D that they were going into that game, it would have been a different story. They would have stopped them with the 13 seconds left. And that wouldn't have been a tied game.
0: Right, right. You know I what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just so, wondered if people were asking on that. Yeah, point but here. I mean,
1: it was that—that's a big story. Is will OT be changed because of it? And—and and it's not just Bills fans that are crying for change. It—it it, people were looking. They wanted. They walked after that game when oh, all it was an awesome game. Too bad Jake Allen didn't get a chance. Yeah, we wanted more. Yeah, okay. we wanted more. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Thanks for uh, thanks for
1: commenting on that. So, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I found that the big difference. In that game, which led to it being a being spectacular finish, was the the poorest defense. Right. It was terrible, okay. like bo- going both ways. Both quarterbacks, I mean, both quarterbacks were throwing perfect passes. But what uh, the uh, Bills did in the final thirteen seconds is they were they were protecting the deep ball. Okay, so it allowed Kansas City to move very quickly downfield and get into uh, into field goal range, which was. Too bad for Buffalo. I, like I said before, I wanted to see them go to the AFC Championship. I actually thought they were a Super Bowl contender. I must have jinxed it.
0: <laughs> well, it is sport, right? The beauty yeah, of sport. Is you never sport. know what's going to happen.
1: It's glorious. So now let's move to the NFC. We had the 49ers in Green Bay on, on the Saturday game. Mm-hmm. In Green Bay, the frozen tundra of Land Bowfield, the temperature was uh, 14 degrees Fahrenheit, and uh, with the wind chill, it was zero. Wow. And I don't know what the conversion is, but that's cold. Yeah, it's cold. That's cold. Yeah. And so um, I, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that Roger's lost. Mm-hmm. He's been very vocal this year. He's been uh, very, a very polarizing personality. All that's uh, nonsense at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. He's had a fantastic season uh, playing, but he just didn't get it done. Right. And if he wants to prove to be that guy – he certainly didn't prove it on Saturday. Fair enough. Uh, and the 49ers—they, I mean—they had a—they had a terrible start. They were minus 10 in yards, in they in the first quarter. Uh, they finally got it going, uh, but uh, it was—it was a very low-scoring game with the 49ers winning uh, with a field goal, 13 mm-hmm. to 10, with no time on the clock. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He, he's quoted as saying uh, it's dangerous, man, when a team gets hot. And, yeah, they are hot. They have lots of confidence. That start didn't affect them at all. They just kept on pushing. And they found a way. And found a way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the, the story will be uh, for Green Bay right now will be all about Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He put a lot of. I don't know, like a lot of media attention, a lot of nonsense mm-hmm. throughout this, like, uh, you know, the whole uh, vaccine thing and saying he's vaccinated when he wasn't. Right. And all this sort of stuff. Like it just, that sort of issue goes through, a uh, locker room goes through, and you don't have that team unit. And you need a team unit. Even though you have offensive and defensive guys, you need everyone on the same page. It's
0: not an individual sport. And
1: he's made, he made it yeah. into an individual thing. Mm. And it looks good on him. I mean, yeah. it looks really good on the fact that, you know, he didn't have a great game. He's done now, and who knows if he's going to stay in Green Bay? Who knows if he's going to go? If I was Green Bay, I would be just like, okay, we've we've had enough of the Doctor Eric Rogers. Bye bye, bye bye is right. Uh, now another fantastic game was the Rams and Tampa. Rams won thirty to twenty seven. At the half, they're up. 20, Rams were up twenty seven three. Okay. And cue the classic Brady comeback. Uh, You know, it was 27 3, then 27 10, then it just kept on going and going, and Brady just kept on pushing. And the Rams saw it happening. Their Mm -hmm. defense was doing everything to stop it. And the only thing that stopped it from them not being able to, um, uh, from them, uh, sorry, winning Mm -hmm. was they actually had enough time right Brady gave them just enough time to for Stafford to actually have a comeback of himself it's tied 27 27 with uh, 40 I think 45 seconds left and uh, he marched it down
0: so another close one
1: yeah oh yeah it was unbelievable yeah sorry 42 seconds left and uh, marched it down for a 30 yard field goal Uh, but the one thing is like people talk about Brady being 44 And, oh, is this it for Brady? Is he going to retire? (laughs) Brady is still the best quarterback in the world. Yes. Like, it's unbelievable. Uh, He uh, led the year and and had his career best. Not only did he lead the NFL, he at 44 had his career best with 51, uh, sorry, 5,136 yards passing. Wow. And led the league with 43 touchdowns. So. He still is the best quarterback. The numbers quarterback. are there. He is still the best <laughs> quarterback in the world. Fair enough. Uh, and so you have that. Uh, it's just a, It was a fantastic weekend of football. We got another one with the both conference games coming up this weekend, the NFC with uh, it will be the L.A. Rams and the 49ers. That will be a great game. And then the AFC, it's, it's going to be really interesting to watch Cincinnati come into Arrowhead Stadium mm-hmm. in Kansas City and see what happens because th- this will, it just kind of shows, like everyone's kind of thinking, oh, it's a Cinderella story with the Cincinnati, but these guys are that good. And Joe right. Burrows is a champion. He just proves to figure out how to win, even when he's getting beat up with nine sacks.
0: Awesome. And yeah. then the Super is on the 13th? A feb? like, February? 13th, February, I
1: think? Uh, It's in three weeks. Yeah, okay. I'm not so looking well, at the calendar, but that sounds well, correct. Well, you
0: carry the two, and then you divide it, but yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't have enough fingers and toes for that one. No, me neither. Uh, now, hey, I'll bring up some tennis.
0: Okay, yeah, Aussie easy. Open.
1: Yeah, we have two Canadians. I'll just say Felix.
0: Felix Auger Aliassime. Thank you. No problem. And Dennis. Or Schapel- Arge, some yeah. say it all depends. And Dennis
1: Shapovalov have both advanced to the quarterfinals of the Aussie Open. Uh, Felix beat uh, Marin. Now, uh, was it Click?
0: I don't know. I just said he won. Yeah, he won. <laughs>
1: uh, lost the first set. Uh, 2-6 six or 6-2, six, but then came back for seven six six two and 7-6 to beat him. And both players will have their hands full mm-hmm. in the quarterfinal matches. Uh, Felix will be playing Rafael Nadal. Uh-oh. And, uh, or, sorry, Shapovalov will be playing Rafael okay. Naval, Nadal on Tuesday. And Felix will be playing uh, Medvedev on Wednesday. So mm. both of those players are um you know those will be very exceptional matches. Well, it's great
0: the two uh, Canadians have made it that far. That's awesome.
1: Absolutely. Uh, now, I'm going to bring up uh, some stuff that's going on in the East Coast League. We got uh, just a couple. Got minutes, five, yeah. Five minutes left. Okay, so a s- suspended defenseman, Jacob Panada, mm-hmm. in the East Coast League of uh, the Jacksonville IceMen.
0: I read it. Very disturbing. Uh,
1: my big question, Grant, is why? Yeah. Like, when will it stop? So we have, uh, he, he, he performed some racist gestures, uh-huh. uh, essentially mimicking a monkey yep. to Jordan uh, Subban, which is uh, PK, everyone knows PK Subban in the uh, NHL. Right. Mimicked uh, Jordan Subban after they had had a bit of a scuffle in the corner. There no punches were thrown, but they were both going to the box. Mm-hmm. And on their way to the box, he mimicked the, this uh, monkey gesture to him. And uh, Jordan, then I mean, it's it was then pandemonium, and mm-hmm. created a bit of a line brawl at that point. And I, what my question is, when will it stop? It's 2022.
0: I don't understand it. I, I don't. I don't, I I don't get really it. I Really,
1: don't get it. I don't get the fact of.
0: There's no place for it in sport. There's no excuse for those actions. No. You know, I understand that within sport, uh, within a game, passions. You know, people get high, emotions are high. Everyone's got. You know what I mean? But it's still, uh, it's still no reason for disgusting uh, racial things like that. It, no. it just, it, there's there's no place for that in sport.
1: It is uh, very uh, disturbing that it, it's happened. Um, you know, we've gone so far in sport uh, over the last, you know, 60 years mm-hmm. and the fact that it's still happening. And I, I caught the, I caught some video on Twitter or wherever I it was. I saw some of it too, yeah. And the fans are, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. like, they're literally shouting racial slurs from the stands.
0: Yeah, it's it's disgusting. And I don't it's get it. it's
1: um, the the I mean the U.S. is it's just a, a very divided country in so many levels, mm-hmm. and race is certainly uh, right there at the top. But I just can't believe in professional sport, like you have prof- like I know you have Jacksonville versus uh this what was it South Carolina Stingray. And, you know, yes, it's in the U.S., but sport is worldwide, no matter what sport you're playing. Agreed. And no matter what you're doing, and if it's a soccer in Italy, or if you're playing cricket in India, or tennis in Australia, like, sport is sport, and there's a respect uh, that needs to be upheld. And I would like to see, like, I would like to see this Jacob uh, Panetta I'd like to see them just suspended, like right now it's indefinitely, like I'd just like to say, you know what, you are no longer welcome, and I would like to see the East Coast talk to uh, the AHL, talk to the NHL, talk to any other professional hockey league in North America, and say, I want you guys to get on board, and we're making a stand right now with racism in sport. And you guys need to as well and if this happens in your league you guys will do the same thing and kick that kick that individual yeah, right no out longer there. tolerate it yeah. yeah and guess what it's going to stop it may it may not it's not going to stop racism because obviously it's always going to be there but it's definitely going to stop it within the parameters of the game
0: absolutely so
1: anyways. thanks for,
0: thanks for bringing that up Dan
1: yeah um, okay grant well that's Monday that's Monday. Oh, so we'll see on uh, we'll see on Wednesday. I want to thank everyone for listening today, and I'm sure it will be back to uh, Percy and myself on Wednesday. Have a great day.